if you think meditation is looking for peace, calm, joy, and try to get rid of this destructive thought and emotion, then meditation becomes quite difficult because then we need to fight all the time. Shh, I'm meditating. Keep quiet. This is not right place for meditation. I'm looking for the good environment. Or oh, I have pain. Or oh, this thought, you know, this thought is disturbing my meditation. Oh, so then, <laughs> then, then you cannot. Then the panic cannot become your friend. Depression cannot become your friend. So, but if you connect with awareness, and awareness can be friend with everything. So, problem becomes solution. Obstacle become opportunity. Hey Insider, we have a special interview episode for you today featuring Yonge Mingye Rinpoche, who is a world-renowned Tibetan Buddhist monk and one of the greatest living Tibetan meditation master who's accumulated over 60,000 hours of his life in formal meditation. He has authored two best-selling books and oversees the Tugga Meditation Community, an international network of Buddhist meditation centers. And so if you're wanting to discover the secrets to conquer anxiety, fear, inner worries, and finally be able to let go of negative thoughts and emotions once and for all, so you can be more calm and centered every single day, then be sure to pay close attention to all of the golden nuggets that spread throughout today's interview. You're gonna absolutely love it. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this incredibly special interview episode. For individuals who haven't come across your work before, let us know in terms of your story so far, what would you say, Mingya, has been some of the major life chapters that guided you to where you are in your life today? How did you get to where you are today? Yes, so actually, since childhood, I really interested uh, to learn meditation. Why? Because of, I had panic attacks when I was young. Around eight, nine years old, and I began to learn meditation from my father when I was uh, nine. So then I'm really in love with the meditation, although panic is still there. So from nine to 13, still panic stairs. But in the end, I, what we call making friends with the panic. So panic become support for happiness what we call panic becomes support for awareness, love and compassion and wisdom. So that is really breakthrough in my life. And then since then, I did a lot of retreat. And later I become like meditation retreat master. And also I've been teaching meditation around the world because I feel like it's really helped me transform my life. So. I think that can really help others, especially nowadays. We have a lot of stress and uh, emotional up and down, unstable situation in this 21st century. So these uh, traditional meditation techniques are really beneficial. Mm. So you're saying you got into this practice because you're wanting to overcome your panic attacks that you're having when you're younger. How long did it take you for you to finally overcome and really be able to move forward uh, without the panic attack? Four years. So I learned, I began to learn meditation when I was uh, nine and until 13. But I'm lazy 
I love the idea of normally what I call I love the idea of meditation, but I don't like the practice of meditation. <laughs> so my meditation on and off. <laughs> so, but what I learned is uh, when we try to fight with the panic and panic become bigger. Mm -hmm. So what I call panic or panic, aversion or panic, fear or panic. So actually, the whole this practice is accepting panic, you know, making panic. You are not listening to panic. You are not saying yes, sir, but you are not saying get out. So you just make friends. And how to make friends? What we call we all have this wonderful nature. Everybody has this uh, awareness, <clears throat> love and compassion and wisdom. So that's what we call basic innate goodness. And that basic innate goodness is like sky, sky in my hometown. And the panic is like cloud in the sky. So sky can hold the panic. So therefore, I've been learning, begin to learn that it took me four years. Okay. Is it any form of meditation or a specific form of meditation that can help you to do that? Yes, at the beginning, we can, there's three objects normally I recommend. Okay. So one meditation technique is breath, just knowing the breath, breathing in, breathing out, natural breath, you don't need to control anything, breathing in, just breathing, out. just knowing the breath, knowing that you're breathing, that's the one. And second is listen to sound, any sound is okay. Maybe at the beginning, some kind of music uh, without the voice or natural sound, sound of uh, river, sound of water might be very good. Mm -hmm. Just, just listen, maybe one or two seconds. We can, our, excuse me, our attention is not so long, a few seconds is okay. And the third is you can come up a kind of word and you can repeat that word in the mind silently. So maybe you can say, I'm fine, everything's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Close the mouth. And in the mind, you recite that. So that is also giving job to the monkey mind. Okay. And the monkey mind, is that another word for thoughts? Is that what you mean in terms of monkey mind when we're having thoughts? Or is it different? It is a mix. It has thought, it has emotion, it has a belief. Basically, it's a restless one. Mm. So when we want to think, cannot think. When we don't want to think, it will think. Maybe you can try, okay, no pizza. I will not think about pizza. I will not think of pizza, then what happened? You will think about the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so the only comes in our mind is pizza. But then if you really want to focus on the pizza and pizza will disappear. So that is what we call monkey mind. Okay. How can you tell the difference between the monkey mind and wisdom or intuition? What, what is the difference? How can you tell the difference? Yes, there is a wisdom, there is intuition. So Normally, they are mixed. So what I call on the service level is the monkey mind.
But then when we go deeper into the monkey mind, there is wisdom, awareness, love and compassion. So basically, it's just like water. On the surface, there's a wave, but below the surface, there's a calm and clear. So we cannot really make some 100% decision, this is the wisdom and that is the, not wisdom, but important is, the more you can connect deeper level of yourself, there is wisdom, there's love and compassion, that is the awareness. Mm. So the more we connect with ourselves, the more we become aware of that wisdom within us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you, is there for example, some, yeah. For example, the service level of mind is quite tight, narrow, selfish, arrogant. So, and this um, self-centric mind says, don't care, don't care about others. You important, you have to win, others have to lose. When you follow that, even though you look like you become successful, but deeper level, we feel hollow. We feel like something missing. And we feel like that, that is not me. But then if you follow to the deeper level of our mind, which is love, for example, love and compassion, then follow that and do social work. Maybe do volunteer and help to the other people. In that moment, you will feel really happy. You feel like this is me. And you feel like you're connecting who you are. The hollow is gone. So therefore, normally, the more we connect with our true nature, actually we have become more free, more happy. Okay. When the monkey mind becomes very strong and let's say you keep thinking negative thoughts over and over and it's very strong, what can somebody do to break that pattern, that habit of negative thinking and being controlled by the monkey mind? One method is, so first step is the, as I mentioned before, you change the direction. So when obsessive thought comes back to the breath, like what I did is with the panic, when the my panic comes, I move my mind on the breath. Panic comes, breath, panic comes, breath. And after a certain level, panic will remind my meditation. So these are the first step. And another step is, you can uh, replace this thought. So actually what we call, if we have 10 qualities, one negative, nine positive, normally what we see is only one negative one and we exaggerate, but we deny, we don't see nine good qualities within ourselves. So therefore, how to see these qualities within ourselves? one practice called appreciation, gratitude. So you can write down maybe every day, three things. You can appreciate about three things. Oh, appreciate that I'm, I'm alive. Appreciate that I have friends. Appreciate that I help my, my friends or family or something like that. And that also really helps. Okay. So earlier you was mentioning when you were trying to get into the practice of meditation, you were facing some times when you felt lazy and when you didn't want to do it. 
So how did you allow yourself to be disciplined, to keep moving forwards, keep up the habit? What did you do to ensure you keep being disciplined? So what we call daily routine. So normally what we call, <clears throat> there are three aspects of the mind, the feeling mind, cognitive mind, and the habitual mind or unconscious mind. That unconscious or habitual mind is the biggest problem. If you continue to want to learn something new to build a new habit. For, for me, from the cognitive level, I like the meditation. I think meditation is good for me. And from the feeling level, when I practice meditation, I feel better, actually. It's good. So these two, no problem. I believe meditation is good. I feel when I practice meditation, I feel good. But I cannot practice every day. I'm very lazy. So then how to overcome that third mind, the unconscious or habitual mind? Normally what we call, we need to continue to practice every day, at least 21 days. So 21 to 30 days. And don't promise to practice a lot at the beginning. Maybe five minutes, only five minutes for a day. I'm going to meditate only five minutes for a day. And not forever. Just 21 days or 30 days. So if you survive, <laughs> every day practicing, every day practicing five minutes for 30 days, then the habit should begin to uh, develop. So the, in the habitual mind or unconscious mind, already looking for meditation now. So I did that in my retreat, you know. We have to do fourth time session. I cannot do all these sessions good. I try to do one, the second session, which is uh, around eight, after eight morning. So at that time I feel quite good. And that session, I try to focus quite well. So after one month later, I build the habit of doing that session was good. Mm. And nowadays, what does your routines look like? So every day, what are some of your routines? Every day in the morning, I begin to meditate before taking shower, before having breakfast, uh, just get up in the morning and I meditate in my bed. So then sometime one hour, sometimes two hours, sometimes half hour, depend on the, my daily schedule, sometime even longer. Then after that, I, you know, the, uh, take bath, do some physical exercise, sometime read books, sometime meditate again. And after that, uh, be very busy until the evening. But now because of the pandemic, I have more time. <laughs> Okay, so you wake up and in bed you were saying you meditate one to two hours, yeah? Yeah. Wow, yeah. is that lying in bed or sat up sort of in bed? Uh, sat up, uh, normally oh. I use pil 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 pillars of the bed, support my back and I lay on the, the wall and just practice in the bed, yes. Wow, and is it like a specific form of meditation you do? Uh, nowadays, I what I call meditation without object. 
So at the beginning, we learn meditation with object like breath, uh, sound or recitation, mental recitation. Eventually, we let go of, of object. We just be with awareness itself. So now, now, sometimes what we call, you don't have to meditate. So no meditation is the best meditation, but you're not lost. The sense of being, sense of present, but you are not particularly meditating on anything, is completely natural. So that's the, my main practice now. So you're not focused on anything, you're just being in that moment. Yeah, being with awareness itself. Wow. Do you ever, uh, all I'm thinking is meditating for one hour in bed, I'd get very tired since I'm in bed as well. I mean, how do you keep yourself awake to meditate that, that long as well? Usually morning for me is quite good. Um, I don't feel so much sleepy. But then if I feel sleepy, we have sleeping meditation. So be with a sleep. Sometimes you fall in, yeah. you fall into sleep, but the, but the deeper level, there's uh, awareness. So sleep wow. and the awareness become one. And that happens really nice. So when we wake up, it feels very fresh. Wow. So can you, do you do that when you go to sleep at night as well? Or is it more sometimes. than morning? Sometimes. Sometimes forget, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nighttime tired, sometimes totally forgot about meditation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of the questions um, I've been asked um, and I I've heard many times is uh, individuals, they have these routines and these habits that make them feel great, such as meditation or mindfulness in the morning. But then when they start their day, they're busy and a lot of things keep triggering them and they keep getting stressed, angry and they lose love and compassion. How can we avoid being so easily triggered when we are in real life, when we are being busy and so forth? I think the, for the one very important is um, to remind ourselves, so to build whatever the habit, habit of love and compassion, habit of awareness, habit of being peace, habit of uh, be patient, whatever, but that cannot keep too long normally. Only a few seconds, that thought, that feeling, that mood, whatever. But then we need to, what we call, repeat again, short time, many times. So therefore, what we call, you can meditate everywhere, anytime. But it's just short, few seconds, few seconds. And normally what I do is, um, in uh, in the my monastery, when I, when I was um, practicing meditation, I put a letter on the wall, and I write awareness. So whenever I see the letter, I remember my meditation. And there's a walkway from my my room that was in India at the beginning. My room doesn't have attached bathroom because it's very simple. So I have to walk from my room to the bathroom, it takes maybe two minutes. Mm. So whenever I pass through that walkway, awareness, awareness, there's few, st few steps, you know, feels very good, awareness. 
and use <laughs> bathroom, come back, awareness. And sometime nice breeze will come and I can be aware, I can be aware of the, my body sensation. Sometimes I can see the weather with the sometime blue sky with the sun shining, sometime raining, be aware of the environment. So to remind like that, it really helps. Mm. So to create constant reminders of awareness. Yes. Okay. Or compassion. Or compassion. Yes. What yes. does awareness mean to you? And how can we get into that habit of constantly you know, being more aware? So awareness meaning consciousness, actually, your, our consciousness, awareness, mind, same thing, same meaning. So the fundamental quality of our mind has what we call a clear and knowing, this particular quality, clear and knowing. And that is, it's just like lamp. So the lamp has light, the, what we call self-luminosity. So our mind has this uh, clear, vivid, presentness always there even you feel dull even you feel confused the essence of that confusion essence of that dullness of foggy is clarity what we call and that clarity is, is consciousness as i say before it's knowing so you can see my hand right mm. and that is a true awareness you can hear yeah. the rock cannot hear and we can hear so through the ear our mind hearing this sound so that is the awareness that is the clarity so but the fundamental awareness is like sky as i mentioned before always present free pure but then sky has in the sky there's a lot of cloud storms um, sometimes rainbow will appear so a lot of things are there or these are what we call thought emotion memory perception all this and all these are there because of sky without sky without space there will be no cloud so there will be no thought no emotion so that's the fundamental quality of our mind but normally we don't connect with that awareness we are lost in thought memory perception so panic is another storm. So we lost in the storm. Yeah. So it's about really being aware of the storm, being aware of the sky, and just being aware of everything unfolding in front of you. Yeah. So at the beginning, to connect with this fundamental awareness, we need to uh, use one object. So object is the breath. Being with the breath. Aware, it doesn't mean like, like kind of like judging and looking where you are. It's more like, more like just, just, just listening rather than controlling or looking for something. Just be and listen whatever thought comes. Let thought come and go. Emotion come and go. Feeling come and go. Then what happened? then we will begin to discover mind is more than thought. Our mind is more than thought. 
more than emotion, more than feeling. So awareness becomes bigger. And that awareness can accommodate all this thought, emotion, blah, 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 yada, yada. And we don't need to get rid of them. We don't need to change them because the fundamental peace or calm or happiness is cannot be changed by this thought and emotion. Sky cannot be polluted by storms, right? So like that. Okay. So when the storm comes and it does feel like it's polluting, as in it's hard to get rid of, let's say the storm is fear, or let's say the storm is anxiety, or even panic. If it's covering the entire sky, what can somebody do to be able to be more aware and find the sky again? So three steps there. So first, we need to connect with the breath or sound or mental recitation at least one month. Normally, I recommend for one month, maybe the formal meditation, five minutes for every day for one month, also good. Okay. Formal meditation, meaning fully time dedicated for your meditation. Then next, you need to um, feel your body. So feel the, the gravity of the body or temperature of the body or whatever sensation in the body. Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, it doesn't matter. So just feel with the body, scan the body from head to feet, head to feet. And then third, third step. Now you can watch panic, you can watch worry. So when we come this anxiety, then there's a strong sensation comes from the stomach and they go to the heart and then there's an image, what, what we call video, a frightened image. And there's audio. Uh, talking not so nice, the not so good conversation. This is a problem. This is not good. This is the, you know. And there's a lot of sensation in the entire body. And there's a belief. This is the right. This is the wrong. This is the shoot. This is the way. So there's a lot of those things there. So now panic becomes four things or stress or depression or loss of steam or or overthinking, whatever, become four piece. When you see that, then that emotion lost power, actually. What I call normally the shaving form from outside look like a piece of rock. But when you look at the inside, it's full of bubbles. Mm. So, so these destructive emotions look like huge, big rock and rolling over you. But actually, when you face to face, look at the inside, it's full of bubbles. Mm. How can you observe without connecting to that emotion, if that makes sense? Because let's say I notice fear, but then that fear could become me if I really pay attention. So how can I detach and just observe? You don't need to say detach. You don't need to say don't judge. Just being with the, that fear. Fear may not go away. That's okay. So normally what we call, when you see the river, you're out of river. If you fall in the river, carried by river, you cannot see river. So just seeing the river, that means you're out. And you're here. 
when you want to see the mountain, you have to go to the other side of mountain. If you are in the mountain, you cannot see mountain. So when you see the panic, then you're out of panic, but still panic is there. So that moment, I make funny name. So normally, people cannot hear this. So what I call a vertical freedom and the horizontal freedom. So this look like a very funny name, right? So vert horizontal freedom meaning some people, when they look at the thought, when they look at the emotion, cannot find them. They disappear. That's the gap. So cool, good. Panic comes, you look at the panic, panic disappear, gap, few seconds. So that is the horizontal, meaning the gap between past and the future. Mm. But some people, panic will not disappear. For me, panic will not disappear. Panic is still there. But then I'm looking at the panic. So awareness is become bigger than panic. And I'm feeling the sensation, the image. Blah, 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 yada, 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 all this. So now, what I call vertical freedom. So there is space, awareness, looking at panic. So you are out of it. So normally we are the panic and we don't, we are not looking at panic. We, we feel it and we are in the water. Of course, you know you're in the water, yeah. but you don't see water. But now you're out of water. Mm, that makes sense. So instead of being in the river, observe the river, look at the river. Yes. Right. Yes. So I take it this would take practice in terms of some form of routine. You mentioned three steps, three steps. Yes, three steps. If somebody's totally brand new to meditation and they find it hard, you know, I definitely found it hard very much at the start. How can they get into that practice of meditation in the first place? to actually set the time and actually meditate because a lot of people, they do find it very hard. So maybe begin by walking meditation. So you just walk in your room, do, do exercise. While you're doing exercise, you can listen to sound, whatever sound around there, just for five minutes, walk for five minutes and then listen, whatever sound there, you can open your eyes, you can close your eyes, doesn't matter. So that i think really easy nowadays uh special people who um mind become a little bit stressful or restless and cannot sit too long so move body is move when the body is moving and mind become a little bit calm more calm so that's i think it's good to begin so walking meditation first and then traditional focus then on sitting breathing. meditation sitting yeah. You can do that also. You can, while you're walking, you can focus on your breath. Breathing, breathing out, breathing in. So it's very simple. You don't need to really focus on your breath. Let me ask you a question. Are you breathing right now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's all. That is the breathing meditation. Just, just know that you're breathing. In that moment, your mind, when I ask you, are you breathing now? In that moment, your mind is with your breath. That is the meditation. Very simple, very easy, actually. But problem is we will forget the breath. Mm. Come back to breath. Forget. Back to the breath. 
forget. So that is the process. That's the practice. Yeah. Okay. Is there like a, the best form of meditation? Because nowadays there's a lot of different meditations as well as guided meditations. What's your thoughts on that? Is there like a best meditation for everybody or is it different? Yes. So for me, what I call the best meditation is non, no meditation, <laughs> but, but that's a difficult. So main thing here is there's though there's so many different meditation techniques out there and special nowadays, there's new, new, what do you call it? New age, many different self-help meditation styles, so many different things. But I think really important is there's two things. One, what we call object-oriented meditation. So meditation object is important. The breath is important. Sound is important. And you look, when you meditate, you're looking for some kind of peace, joy, and you try to uh, get rid of thought, negative thought and the destructive emotions. So this is one kind of, uh, st one style of meditation. But our style of meditation what we call, of course, we, we think we are the best. <laughs> everybody, everybody think their own way is the best, right? <laughs> yeah. So what we call the subject oriented, subject meaning the awareness is important. Doesn't matter what kind of object you take, nothing which is cannot become object of meditation, cannot become support for meditation, anything. But important is the awareness. So we have to connect with the awareness first. We have to understand there is awareness. And awareness is like sky. And thought, emotion is like cloud. So through that style, you don't need to get rid of anything. You don't need to change anything. And actually there's no mistake. If you feel like there's a mistake, we can be with a mistake. And that mistake becomes support for meditation. Or if we feel like there's a destructive thought that bothering us can be with a destructive thought and that thought becomes support for meditation. So very easy in a way. Yeah. So it's all about awareness. That, that's the best form yes. of meditation. Yeah. yeah. What's your yes. thoughts on guided meditation? Because like you say, in this day and age, there's a lot of uh, a lot of different guided meditation with music in the background. Do, do you think that's effective or you think otherwise? Depend on the whether you recognize awareness or not. So okay. the, the fundamental thing is to get familiar with awareness. We can use support, music as support for meditation, then fine. As I mentioned before, anything can be used support for meditation. But if we don't understand that, the meditation, if you think meditation is looking for peace, calm, joy, and try to get rid of this destructive thought and emotion, then meditation becomes quite difficult because then we need to fight all the time. I'm meditating. Keep quiet. This is not right place for meditation. I'm looking for the good environment. Or oh, I have pain. Or oh, this thought, you know, this thought is disturbing my meditation. Oh, 
So then, <laughs> then, then you cannot, then the panic cannot become your friend. Depression cannot become your friend. So, but if you connect with awareness, and awareness can be friend with everything. So problem becomes solution, obstacle become opportunity. So that is the very important style of meditation practice. All about awareness. Yes. Yeah. And, and awareness has love and compassion also. Wisdom, awareness, love and compassion is one, but the manifest as different aspects. So awareness transcends into this or you focus on love and compassion when you're becoming aware or? So uh, do you want to be happy? Yeah. Uh, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Everybody, everybody <laughs> looking for happiness. Mm. So each movement of our body looking for happiness. Why you are watching this video looking for happiness. And right now you are watching video, you may move your hand like this looking for happiness, maybe like that way, maybe that way. So each movement, each eyes blink, each thought, each emotion, whatever we are thinking, yes, no, is looking for happiness. Mm -hmm. So that fundamental motivation, fundamental feeling, looking for happiness is actually love. Love is looking for happiness, good, nice, virtue, meaningful. And compassion is don't want the problem, don't want the suffering. So try to free from problems try to free from obstacles. So these basic feeling is always there with us. And that is one with awareness actually. So when we connect with the deeper level of feeling within ourselves, then we can understand other. Everybody looking for happiness, every moment, every breath, and we think then we can understand that we all are fundamentally same, just like uh, one big family. Are you saying when we become more aware, eventually it connects to love and compassion? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, we have this fundamental quality, the basic innate goodness, which is good, wonderful. And what are those basic innate goodness, awareness, love and compassion and wisdom. So as I mentioned before, when we connect with this more with the love and compassion, we have become more happy. And through love and compassion, we can connect with awareness and wisdom also. Or we can connect through awareness. So actually, when I was young, I had panic attacks. My father said, okay, I will teach you how to, you know, become free from panic. And I was so happy. Yes, please teach me. And what, what my father said, are you breathing? Yeah, of course, I'm not dead yet. I'm alive, so I'm breathing. Good, that is the meditation. What? <laughs> <laughs> and my father said, yes, be with your own breath. And that really helps your panic. How come being with the breath 
and it will help my panic. So it's kind of like two different direction. What I want is try to get rid of panic, but you, you are saying breath is important. Don't care about panic. And this watching panic is look like stupid, you know, today, sorry, uh, watching the breath is look like stupid, you know, today is breathing, tomorrow again breathing, next day again is breathing. So I thought it may not help my panic, but actually it helps. Then I asked my father why, and he said, because of awareness. Awareness is our fundamental quality. When we connect to the, our fundamental quality, we feel more happy. So same as wisdom, when we really learn, we feel more happy actually. Mm. How long does it take to notice the awareness during meditation or is it an instant process to become aware, then connect to compassion and love? Uh, I mean, the first is to connect with awareness is important. Then we need to, we need to switch our mind, switch on to be aware of the love and compassion. Okay. Even though we have love and compassion, but if we not recognize that the innate love and compassion with us all the time, then we may not connect with that love and compassion. Okay. So you, you said earlier you meditate about one to two hours in the morning in bed. Is there a reason why you meditate for so long? It, it, are there benefits in terms of awareness? Does it allow you to become more loving and compassionate? What's the reasoning behind your routine? There's an unlim unlimited discovery within ourselves. Awareness is really profound. Although we are happy, but we can be more happy. We have love and compassion, we can connect more. So there's a kind of like what I call the, the learning, the grow, growth, development has no limitation. So of course, I like the meditation and I practice this in every day. Um, but even we cannot practice every day, one or two hours total. Okay. Now, nowadays there's a reason, uh, new research so saying that if, if you practice every day, five minutes for 30 days, it will really change your emotional level, stress level, uh, depression level just five minutes for 30 days. It's almost like life changing benefit. Wow, even for five minutes, there's yeah. benefits. Okay. What do you believe we could do to be more conscious throughout this adversity, throughout the so called chaos uh, that we've been experiencing? How can we be more conscious every day as human beings? I think really important that we have to accept whatever situation. So there is problem, of course, there is obstacles. Now we are having pandemic around the world, accept that. But that is not the end, actually. We can learn from problem. We can grow from obstacles. We can 
transform from destructive emotions. So actually, problem can become solution. Obstacle become opportunity. Because actually we have unlimited potential. We have wonderful qualities within ourselves. So our true nature is wonderful. So don't give up. Continue to grow, learn. But at the same time, accept what we call letting go. Letting go meaning accept the reality as they are. But at the same time, don't give up. Letting go is not giving up. So continue to learn, grow, and transform. And from there, you're saying we will see the opportunities from this yes. obstacle. Okay. Yes. For me, my panic is what I call my teacher, my best friend. Through the panic, I'm here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, for sure. It's guided you to where you are. Yes. Which is pretty crazy. Well, firstly, I just want to say, you know, thank you for your time. Um, I wanted to ask you these final questions because it's questions we often get asked a lot. I wanted to ask you, in terms of somebody wanting to really find their purpose and live a more purposeful life, what advice would you give to these people to find purpose? Yes, so... The most important is what we call the finding love within ourselves, finding love and compassion, awareness is the purpose. So, but that innate purpose can be embraced with any situation in our life. For example, maybe you are doing your everyday life job or your salesperson or manager or the uh, architecture, whatever. So really important is try to find the meaning, purpose of that work. Whatever you do, unless if you are dealing with the guns or drugs, then it's not good. Others, all the works what we do has purpose. And that work actually may benefit for your friends, family, society, the world. So when we really find that and to have that sense of meaning, that motivation, then whatever we do become like the help to find the purpose of life, become the meaningful. Our job become like our holiday. You said the purpose is to find awareness, find compassion and love. And from there, the purpose comes to us. Yeah, to find the fundamental quality within ourselves, mm. the love and compassion and awareness within ourselves. Through that, whatever we do, what we call alchemy in the ancient time, there's a liquid. And that liquid touch to the iron, iron become gold. So same thing, once we find this within ourselves, then whatever we do for benefit for that purpose. So cells, if you do cells, 
a video management they had become loving kindness compassion and awareness practice right yeah love it so this is going to be a final question so I just want to say thank you once again for coming on and sharing your wisdom with all of us you're most uh, welcome very happy to be here yeah the final question was out of everything you've shared with us today all of the different wisdom and the insights what would you say is the one lesson you want us to remember and take action on after today no matter what i call we are perfect by nature fundamentally there's nothing wrong with us we have wonderful qualities awareness love and compassion wisdom all these are within ourselves so try to find that try to explore yourself and through that try your best to help others